Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Uh, Jess, I don't want you to feel like you have to do everything on your own. So if you want, like I could do the intro today. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm what your host, Sarah. That was our generic uh, intro. That wasn't even our Dawson's Creek intro. Crud, I really messed it up. See, this that's is why, why I need, need you. It. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I need you to help me out and I need to help you out. You, we don't have to do everything on our own, mm-hmm. which is a lesson that not only Joey learned this episode, but also me. Yeah, I should have. You know what? I should have Ferguson. I should have given you the cliff notes. So that's my fault. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But, you know, you don't want to take care of baby Alexander all by yourself. (laughs) Stupid baby Alexander. Why is he here? No, not stupid baby Alexander. Baby Alexander is the best part of this show. What? Uh, This is some nonsense. I mean, he has the best hair. Okay, that's fair. Have you seen Joey's bangs lately? Like, what is happening, girl? Like, I thought her hair looked extra sleek and shiny today. It did, but, like, the bangs are driving me up a wall. It's like these two random chunks just, like, dangling down. Like, like antenna, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's not. That's true. It's not a look. Yeah. Um, before we dive into this episode, I wanted to read some feedback that we got from our last couple podcasts because Andrea must have been listening. So she sent us a message. Um, apparently she's uh, the Instagram DIY queens are like have convinced her to redo her whole house. That's what I'm saying. You got to be careful of the Insta and the TikTok stuff because people are like, Mm. oh, hack for this hack for that. 
mm-hmm. don't think you should believe it. I feel like it's all a big scam. Do you think Lowe's hires these DIY queens to put out Insta things and um Probably. and TikTok things just to get people to go there to buy supplies? Probably. You know what I bought today um, off Amazon.com, not sponsored by Jeff Bezos ourselves. Um, I bought. Okay, so you know how in you always have a drawer that has aluminum foil and plastic wrap and yes. like the parchment paper. I got a wooden box organizer so that you don't have to have your little boxes strewn about. You can put it in one centralized location. So you're putting the box like in a box. In a box. A wooden box that looks very good. And it holds them so they don't fly it about. Holds them so they don't like look gross. And then you there's a cutter so you can like pull it out. Oh, I do love the cutter. Cut it. So, and I feel like that was inspired by the people that, the like, the super organizers. But, you know, like, I love to super organize. I love the, so. okay, I gotta say, I do love the super organizer stuff. Because, like, I saw a thing. Mm-hmm. We don't carry cans of stuff in our home. But if we did, I saw the one of those things. Like, oh, like soda. You know, like soda, seltzer, whatever, like, oh, in a I can. Was like, what do you, I was like, I'm so you sorry. I believe in canned goods. Beverages. No beans here. <laughs> no beans allowed canned in our corn household. Can go to hell. Like, Chickpeas. Well, I was like, what you... Toss them away. No tuna fish like, either. Um, <laughs> this is like, household. In my head. What a weird thing to put, like, <laughs> shop right can can sale. Screw you. Yeah, get I don't out of here. You. Go can like, crazy. The weirdest thing to, Never. to get on your soapbox about. <laughs> In my head, it made a lot of sense. But yeah, like, canned <laughs> beverages, like seltzers and sodas. Okay, got I it. I saw one of those things where, like, it's double layered and um it's so when you pull one out the rest kind of like slide and like it's yeah. easier to grab and i was like oh what a novel idea except for the fact that we don't have canned beverages yeah yeah okay poor andrea what did <sighs> oh andrea i'm so sorry andrea getting all over on <laughs> tangents um anyway and so she wanted to she wanted to catch up she said she was dreading the andy goodbye uh so she wanted to skip past those episodes yeah i can relate um, to that and she said that on the so the podcast that we recorded where like we got all sad in our feels about andy leaving um andrea said if it makes you feel better sarah i cried listening to the podcast really yeah oh, oh that was so sweet it does make me feel better i love crying <laughs> I wonder what sign Andrea is. Uh, I don't think you have to. uh... No, we don't have to call her out, but I just I want to know. Um, And then she also emailed in because we were talking about um, Christmas presents and whether or not like we would open them early or like try to find them or, you know, try to figure things out. Um, And so she said uh, that she wanted to send in her story. So she says that when she was a kid, if she was sent a gift by her grandparents or aunts and uncles, it had to go under the tree and wait for Christmas morning. But she would mm-hmm. try to get the cat to tear the paper up <laughs> so that she could see the box underneath. And then her parents like would be like, all right, you've already seen it. So you could just have it early. And she was like, tell me I'm not the only one who did this. I was like, this is genius. What a scam artist. So you pick up your cat and you bring your cat to the present. And then you like take its little paw and start scratching. That's paper. what it sounds like. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. so brilliant. Yeah. I'm like, I, I love, love that. that. Maybe that's another reason why I should get a cat, Jess. Um, so that you could have it open all your presents early for you. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to convince 
Drew uh, to let me have a cat. Mm-hmm. So if, if anybody on Instagram or Twitter wants to help me with my uh, my plight to get a cat, um, help me out. <laughs> also, mm-hmm. our friend Soul Meets Lens on Instagram oh has gosh, been sending me. I know has been sending me um, Joshua Jackson thirst traps from <laughs> the Met Gala where he did look incredible. Oh, when like, is OK? Really? Let me look it up. Joshua Jackson Met Gala. Yeah. Look at him. Hold on. Look at him. Oh, he's in vogue. He's in vogue. Oh, wow. Like, he looks like a gentleman. Well, that's because. Oh, and that's his gorgeous I mean, wife. His, OK, let's be real. His wife is obviously like way better looking than he is. No, 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 no. I would say that right now in his life, I think he does look hot. I mean, like, I like I agree. Don't, oh, sorry. You're playing sorry. a video. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Like, here's the thing. He is gorgeous. I feel like the salt and pepper look is really working for him. Really working for him. And he looks very snazzy. I love his little, like, is it a quaff? Is that what that's called at the front? Yeah. Like the little quaff at the front. Yeah, that's Um, an Andy McPhee SAT word if I ever heard of Um, But good God, the outfit his wife is rocking with this, like, train and the, like, jeweled bikini type of situation she's oh my like there's a picture of him and he's like messing with the train as she's like posing on the stairs and it totally cracks me up because I'm like that's right Joshua Jackson you fix her train like Mm -hmm. it it, like this is this is to me a good sign a a sign of a good husband he knows when to let his gorgeous wife shine and her skin oh my I can't I'm so I'm so sorry I have like a girl crush on her she is gorgeous yeah very yeah it's uh Definitely kissed by the angels above. What is her moisturizer routine? Like, I must get on this. <sighs> Much more than you and I ever. My skin done. could never. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, no, definitely a thirst trap. 100% uh, guaranteed thirst trap. Um. All right. Uh, do we, should we want to, do we want to get into the episode? <laughs> now that we've talked about cans and. <laughs> is literally that, is that what we're here to do is talk <laughs> about. The season four, episode 10 episode of Dawson's Creek called Self-Reliance. I mean, like, do we have to? (laughs) It's not that great of an episode. Let's be real. Like, not a ton happens. I feel Uh, like we're kind of, um, like, treading water a bit right now in this season, uh you know? Um, but we start mm-hmm. off kind of like where we left off. Like, as we all remember last episode, Dawson and Gretchen, the the Dretchen of it all. Dretchen? No. What do we name them? Dretchen. Dretchen. Okay. Um, kissed. And so this episode, we start off in Dawson's room. Of course, they're in his dark room. This is like, this is the new Dawson's bed. Yeah. The dark room. I did not realize the dark room was under the stairs like Harry Potter. And when I saw that, I was like. I'm sold on it. That's really That's cool. That's it. really, really cool that the dark room is underneath the stairs. Yeah. Um, I love his dark room. He, he he really did a lot of work on this. He has pegboards. Yeah. He he's hanging now. Uh all of his photos, you know, Jen Lindley is no longer his muse. It's only Gretchen Winter. It's only Gretchen. Because there are photos of Gretchen. All over the dark room. And it's so funny to me that he's, like, denying all of the stuff between them when there's literal photos of her surrounding. <laughs> I know. And, funny. like, Jack is so much fun these days because I think that he does, like, a really good job of being 
a lighthearted supporting character in these moments yeah. where he's just like, oh, like your wet dream came true. You finally got to kiss um, Gretchen Winter. I don't think it was his wet dream. It was just his dream. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> so I added just that. Added I just dream. added that part. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, Dawson's like, oh, what? And so Dawson's apparently Dawson's real dream is to be trapped in an elevator with Kate Hudson. Huh. Which is interesting because I wouldn't. Like, Kate Hudson, I guess, is kind of a cross between Katie Holmes and, or I should say, um, like, Joey and Jen, maybe. Like, looks-wise, I could see them being, like, you know. Because she's kind of, like, very petite, you know. Um, anyway, so uh jack is just like get real you kissed gretchen winter uh he you described her as your first crush and then he says oh she photographs nicely doesn't she it's like yeah dawson we know you have a big old crush he does have a big crush but i think i really like dawson's energy throughout the episode because he has finally mastered the art of playing it cool yes i'm a hundred percent with you yes And I think that it is, even if he is bullshitting the words that he's saying, the way that he says it and what he's saying, I'm like, okay, Dawson, like, cool. You are cool, calm, and collective. Nothing can get you down. A kiss is just a kiss. It means nothing. And he leaves the dark room underneath the stairs, which is so cool. It's so cool. And guess who's there? Gretchen, because Gretchen, Gretchen, Gretchen with this excuse, right? Oh, I just came by to help you clean up. Girl, mm-hmm. girl, we know. We know. Yeah, Gretchen, you know that the Learys have like eight yeah. servants. Come on. <laughs> and, and I love um Jack awkwardly being like, um, I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, it's time for him to go. Yeah. I yeah. also like the fact that um, what like Dawson handed him a picture of Grams and it was like, give this to Grams. And Jack's like, how do you know I'm going there? And then it's like, get real. Well, like, we you're know that you're always <laughs> going there. Of course, you're, you're always going at there. Graham's house. Yeah. So this is a very interesting conversation because like Gretchen is coming in and she thinks that she's in the power move. Right. I want you to know, Dawson, that that kiss meant nothing. Yeah. And she's expecting Dawson to be like a Dawson. Yeah, she is like holding. She is. She has the ball. She's in control. She has the what is it? The higher level or the what's it called? She's like on the power dynamics scale. She has the Uh upper hand. That's it. Oh, yeah. She has the Mm -hmm. upper hand because she's older. She's wiser. She thinks that Dawson is a lovesick puppy, which he has been in the past. Yes, he has been, but not this time because cool, calm, collective Dawson is like, well, duh, it was just a kiss. Yep. Like, it's fine. Yeah, like I know that. And this throws Gretchen off her game so badly it that it was like the ultimate power move. I don't know if Dawson knew what he was doing in this moment because we know that Dawson's a fucking moron idiot. He's not that smart. <laughs> but if he did know... I would have been like, damn, Dawson, like, this is what you got to yeah. do all the time. I want to say cool and calm and chill Dawson. Super hot. Yeah, I would say like this is where I think Dawson stands on like, was this on purpose? I feel like it was his intention to be cool. Um, And like he probably because he even says later, like, no, he really didn't think he thought that way. You know, he really thought that way. I don't think it. I don't think this was like. 
extra manipulative or like I don't think he realized that like he's taking away Gretchen's power in this moment mm. you know and okay. so it makes it less hot but or maybe it makes it more hot because he really is being cool oh no I think it makes it yeah here's the thing we might get to the point because Dawson is having a stellar season 10 episodes in we may yeah, get to the point where we're like season so four good. is best Dawson so far um, I think it's possible I think that we're we're on the trajectory yeah and so, yeah, so, yeah, so he is, like, very cool about things. And Gretchen's just like, oh, you know, because if we don't clear this up, they get kind of awkward. And then she, he's like, yeah, of course. And then so she goes back and says, so to sum so it up, cool. uh, it was a season's greeting kind of kiss. And he's like, yeah. And then they, like, are very awkward with each other because she felt like she was going to have to come in here mm-hmm. and, like, crush this puppy guy's heart and everything. Yeah. But he's just like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm cool. I'm cool. Amazing. And she, I know, I really do think that it just throws her off as well. And then I yeah. think it also makes him feel or like a more viable partner because he's mature. She, because he's mature and she doesn't have to like babysit him. Yeah. And she doesn't have to, you know, deal with a kid. Like, so I actually think that this is the best thing that Dawson could have done in this moment if he really did want a relationship with Gretchen. Yep. Because Gretchen is concerned that. We find out in this episode that she's what, like twenty one. She's twenty one. Yes, seventeen slash eighteen. I don't know if Dawson had his eighteenth birthday yet. I feel like um, we would have seen it, right? I would. You would think so. What? Like he's four to five years younger than Gretchen, and she's like, he's too young. He's a kid. But this makes Dawson seem like a possible partner. Yeah, it makes him seem like an option. And I love this. And we'll get into, too, like at the end, like the very last scene of the episode, how that was all handled. Because I, again, spoiler alert, I really liked that as well. I liked Dawson throughout the entire episode. What is happening with our lives, honestly? Well, I mean, like he's like, he's maturing. Cool, chill Dawson. Yeah. Um, and so, right. So then, um, we're at the B&B and Bessie and Bodie apparently are leaving and they're leaving baby Alexander. I love how you're like, they're leaving. Like they're clearly going on vacation. They're leaving forever. As parents have a right to go on vacation Of course, I'm not shading them for that. Without their child. No, but you were like, they're leaving. Like we're, they're not like packing up to go like backpacking (laughs) in Europe. No, but the thing is, is I'm like, oh wow. Like it's a choice to have Joey and like her teen boyfriend like watching your I don't know I don't have any any like what the fuck are you talking about I don't know I don't have children I don't have experience with children is this weird to have like two teen kids watching your like I don't know how old he is at this point two-year-old I think it's normal to have Joey who is maybe 17 slash 18 but has been taking care of the B&B and baby Alexander since he was born to watch baby Alexander for a weekend. I think that's fine. I guess. But I was also just like, can't wait till after graduation. Like Joey has a lot on her mind right now. Yeah, probably, probably. But we know Joey and she was probably just yada yada. Like, of course. Like, yeah, everything's fine. Thing. Yeah. And so Pacey's like amped about this. Two of us uh, together, three nights alone. And Joey's just like, um, no, because Alexander is in his terrible twos and she has a test tomorrow. And uh, and so then this is where we get Pacey wants to talk about. Um, what happened with Dawson and Gretchen and Joey is very dismissive of it um it's like 
I feel like it's kind of uh, obvious that there's something going on because she like doesn't even act like it's a deal. It's so confusing this episode about who really cares about Gretchen and Dawson kissing versus who doesn't and who's bothered by it and what the issues really are. So I can understand why these two are confused or like having issues with like deciphering what's really bothering them. Because honestly, I don't like I took this episode as it's bothering Pacey more than Joey because Pacey keeps bringing it up. But also, Joey doesn't want to talk about it. So does that mean that's bothering her? But also, she has, like, real-life shit to worry about. So right. it was really hard to for me to comprehend, like, who has the issue yeah. with Dretchen kissing. And I still don't know if I totally have it figured out. Yeah. Because I hate it when Pacey always says, and he does this all the fucking time, I mean, Dawson does it too, where they tell the women how they what feel. they're feeling. Yeah. And like what their issue is when it's like, no fucker. Like it's something totally different. It's the fact yeah. that I have a test and I have to take care of everything. And I feel like I have to do everything on my own. And then for Pacey to be like, actually, you're upset about Dawson and Gretchen kissing. I would be like, fuck you. No, I'm not. I have 10 things to do in this house. Yeah. But then again, then the show tells me, actually, Joey actually is upset with that Dretchen kiss and Pacey's on the nose with this. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm with you a hundred percent on that. It was very confusing because Joey, like anybody in Joey's position with that much on their plate where she has tests to study for, a toddler to look after, a B and B to run, like any one of those <laughs> things alone yeah. is stressful. But, like, combine the three, and it's over-the-top stressful. So I believed her at first when she was just like, I don't have time to care about that. I have enough stuff to worry about. And, like, to me, that's what I believe Joey. And the show, I think, confused its viewers with all of this. Like, we were both left. I feel like if both of us were feeling this way, that it's a disservice on the show, that it wasn't doing it to make it very clear, you know? Because I think that if Joey was a real-life human – I think that she just wouldn't have the mental capacity to think about Dretchen in this moment. Yeah. But because she's a fictional character, the show has the ability to be like, actually, you're upset about your love triangle. Yeah. And this is so stupid. Like, why is she even upset? Anyway, we'll get to that. Um, so then we have the Jack and Jen stuff happening. Before we even get in on this, like, coffee house scene, I need to ask you, Jen's bangs, are they clipping bangs they look like clip in bangs to me i don't i don't think i don't think so like, i wasn't they look like those bangs that you put in because they're so yeah. they fluff out so far and they're they look thick. so full compared to like last episode when she just had kind of wispy bangs so maybe like maybe she was in a different role at the time and she had to get a haircut and they had to make it look like um her previous hair yeah. so it, i mean it is possible i wasn't reading that also she's wearing this like very early 2000s hair Bandana. handkerchief thing well in that's hair. why i also thought they were clip-ins because i'm like oh her whole hair looks kind of fake like it's a wig or something and i thought they were using the be. bandana to hide the clip-in part of the bangs it could be it could be because yeah. I mean, I what year is this? 2000, 2001? Yeah, roughly, like, yeah. I, she was probably doing movies at this time. Yeah, it's possible. I just was like, hmm, there's something weird going on here. 
Um, so Jack and Jen are going to this coffee house and Jack is like, uh, this isn't my scene. I'm not into this. And they're doing they're going to a gay straight coalition meeting. So it's like an ally meeting. Right. It's like um, LGBTQIA before mm-hmm. like that was like really like a big I don't even know if they had it used to be just like LGBT and then LGBTQ. So I don't even know if they had all of the letters at that point. But yeah. And this was Jen's doing because she says, listen, the only people in your scene, as you refer to it, are me. Dawson and Grams. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Jen here. Like, okay, I know we like joked about her being therapist Jen a lot in like season three, mm-hmm. but I so appreciate her pushing Jack to be like, listen, like you can't just surround yourself by straight people your entire life. Like it would help you out to maybe talk to some people who have similarities to you in terms of your sexuality and have gone through some of the similar things, especially after the soccer thing. Like, I feel like she is like, you need someone to talk to you about this. And I just don't understand in the same way someone else would. I think that the intentions are nice, but Jack doesn't like to be shoehorned into something and I think that I I mean I like that she wants to get Jack out of his bubble but also she's always so pushy with Jack like Jack kind of needs to get there on his own yeah I agree I think that if he was hesitant to do it she should have just given him a little bit more time and space to be comfortable with it because she pushes him a lot in this episode what do we think of Jen's coffee order skinny vanilla latte extra hot no foam Hmm. I don't really like lattes because the milk <gasps> to coffee ratio is a little bit much for me. I love a latte. That's what I would um, order. I prefer a cappuccino or just like a straight coffee. Um, but extra hot, that's really risky. It's not for I me. Always, I don't want to burn my tongue. I, o- I always burn my tongue on regular temperature coffee. So I would rate it like a three out of ten. I don't really I don't really love it. Um it's like I wish that she just got like oh no she doesn't like foam yeah I'm not feeling it I can't do the extra hot um I like a little bit of foam so I wouldn't do no foam um I could do a skinny vanilla latte though I'm I'm a big fan of vanilla so um so anyway so yeah the vanilla I don't have an issue with the flavoring of vanilla is wonderful um so they meet Toby who I don't know from the vibe again I do not remember but the vibe is that he's gonna come back like he's like recurring at yes, least he, not recurring he feels is like a, yeah yeah he feels like a repeat customer and I am like not very impressed by him yeah yeah I mean we'll get into it he's a bit um he feels a bit pompous like he's a bit of a know-it-all mm-hmm. So he's running the meeting and so he asks if they're here and he again like a lot of this stuff doesn't age particularly well like when he meets Jen and I guess maybe it's different like he's allowed to say these things he's like we need more lesbians with decent haircuts which feels like a very like stereotypical dig you know what I mean yeah not a big so I I just feel like um he wasn't to me that was like not a great first impression to like meet him on yeah um and so then Jen's like oh no I'm just here as a friend and so she introduces them and Toby recognizes him he says oh you're the gay football player we always wondered about you um and Jack says oh I'm just not comfortable with labels like that and like I feel like Toby I don't know 
I feel like he should have been kinder to Jack. Like, okay, maybe Jack's not like fully out yet. You know, like it's going to take him some time to be comfortable. But instead he like berates him. He's just like, oh, which label bothers you, gay or football player? Yeah, he really does feel a lot like Grant that it's like, well, um, because he it's not like Jack's come into his own he's not ashamed of being gay but he still doesn't feel comfortable you know being loud about it he just wants to be known as himself he doesn't want to be jack the gay football player he wants to be jack who is gay and also likes football you know what i mean like he, he doesn't, doesn't want that to be the be... predominant thing people think about right. him yeah for so yeah. Um, I, I mean, this dude is very pushy on what he believes is right, and he's pompous, and he reminds me of, like, Grant in the way of, I'm established, and I know, like, you should feel this way, and I know, because I'm Wait, more who experienced. Wait, who is Grant? Who is the guy? <laughs> Oh, Who the other Jack's guy he dated for like a hot minute, that not really dated, but then left Did him I... at the train station. Yeah, that guy. Who's that guy? I honestly don't remember his name. That's how mm. little I cared about him. But he was a okay. douche. So uh, I don't think his name was Grant, though. I feel like it was something else. <laughs> I thought you said Grant. So then I was just like, yeah, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know what that guy's name is. Um, oh, I'll figure it yeah. out. I'm still trying. Okay, so like back to Michelle Williams' hair. She did three movies in 2000, which makes me think that that's probably yeah. the time that she was filming. And two of them she had brown hair, and one of them she had like full on bangs. So it's probably a wig. Okay, see, it looks suspicious to me. Um, so then we're at Mr. Brooks's house, and like they're starting their documentary together. Um, and Dawson says, like, he's trying to sell Wait, Mr. Brooks on okay. this. Okay, I, yeah, I love uh, Dawson and uh, Mr. Brooks's work on this documentary. Oh, I'm 100% in on this. Like, listen, um, there was, who was it that, oh, okay, I'm going to make a comparison here. And you tell me what you think about this. Um, I view Mr. Brooks as a sort of... Snape type of character from Harry Potter because he can be a bit of a dick to children because he's all crotchety about how his own life turned out. Oh, I see. And so like, yes, he has his reasons, right? Like he has his reasons, but to me, they still don't excuse him being a dick. Now, to be fair, he did turn it around way quicker than Snape did. Um, and he's actually uh-huh. being kind to Dawson and he's actually like teaching him stuff. So I'm I'm turning it around yeah, on Mr. Was, Brooks a little bit. Mrs. Mr. Brooks School of Film. <laughs> um his name is actually Ethan, not Grant. Ethan. That's Ethan. it. That's it. Yeah. Thanks, Mr. Brooks. You're really smart. Yeah, so helpful. Um, so helpful. But what do you think about that? What do you think about that as a comparison? Uh, I think it's it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah I, feel I like think it makes that sense. checks out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, so they're starting their whole filmmaking process. Uh, and I love Dawson. Her, he's just like, I get a chance to learn about filmmaking. Oh, sorry, picture making. <laughs> oh my god, the pictures, the pictures. the pictures, and and we find out Mr. Brooks lied. He does know like a lot more than he talked I'm about. I'm sure Mr. Brooks is popping off every Friday. On the new release day at the Blockbuster mm-hmm. and getting every single new release and then spending the rest of the week watching them. I will guarantee you $1 billion that that's what Mr. Brooks does. I'm sure he watches everything. My my grandparents were huge film buffs and their living room was stocks and stocks and stocks of VHS tapes. Oh, they, wow. love, they, they love pictures. Yeah, I was about the to pictures. Say the pictures. I was about to say movies, but um, not. <laughs> So he knows a lot more than he said. Um, and I love Mr. Brooks being like, my AARP card gives me a nice discount at the Rialto. <laughs> um, and uh, and so, yeah. So then Mr. Brooks agrees. He says, come, come back tomorrow to lesson number one of the AI Brooks School of Cinema. Uh, Ooh, would you go to that c- school cinema? Um, no. Not at all. Oh, First of all, I'm not okay. interested. Second of all, I don't think I would connect with him as a teacher because he just seems like a crotchety old white man. And has, he doesn't give you enough compliments. That's what it is. Well, that too. He's really not great with the compliment game. Um, And so he then says, uh, so yeah, so then he, but he demands. He's not going to do it unless he gets producer credit above the title. And apparently Dawson will be director and name only. Okay. I mean, sure. sure, fine. Whatever. That means that Mr. Brooks wants full creative control over everything. I mean, not surprising, right? Like, we've been yeah. new. Yeah, but maybe this means that Dawson will actually make a decent movie for once. <laughs> the shade. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's he needs to learn. I think this is going to turn it all around. I think that Dawson's going to be great at filmmaking now. Picture making, excuse me. Oh, my. You think this is yeah. how he turns it around completely? Is I like do. He learns from I do. I think that he needs Mr. Brooks to mentor under. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. I think he needs a mentor. And Mr. Yeah. Brooks makes sense as a good mentor. Throw out that stupid camera in your f- stupid well, red room. And that's the thing, Dark too. Room. We've talked before about how Dawson always has had these people like Joey, like others, where they've given him like constant praise. And Mr. Yeah. Brooks is not going to be like that. So maybe this okay, is exactly well, what well, he You needs. know what we've had? We've had two ends of the spectrum. We've had... All the people that blow smoke up his ass. And then we have all the people who are notably all women. Oh, like his dad's ex-girlfriend or whatever. I forget. Yes. And Nikki and all these like people that critique his film work who are notably all women. Yeah. Um, And he needs somebody that could do a bit of both, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that Mr. Brooks is good for him. I'm with you. Um, and so, right, so then we're back at the coffee house, and Toby is, like, in charge of this whole situation, and he's just, like, um, and he's talking, and Jack is getting frustrated, and he says to Jen, ugh, if I hear the word gay one more time, I'm gonna scream. He's like, it's all this guy talks about. It's like, Jack, look around. Where do you think you are right now? If you're at, like, an LGBTQIA meeting, like, a support, not a support group, I don't mean to say it like that, but, like, a a group where people can get together and talk about stuff like that, like, of course that's what they're gonna talk about. 
realistically yes yeah it was just like i don't know i was just kind of annoyed at jack right here because it just feels like you know well, okay so i think that this is just like not exactly what because there could be a meetup where it's just about being people and like i don't know you're playing games or something and it but this meeting's centralized goal is to protest and to they have a certain mission statement you know what i mean yeah so maybe this particular group where there's action associated with it is not what jack is looking for and perhaps jack needed like a social meetup where it's like at a teen bar and it's just a hangout and people mm. get to meet each other i think that that's probably what jack could have i think you're actually spot on with from. that i think you are i think you've nailed it i think he needs a group that is like him but not looking to like revolutionize the world at this point right. now i'm not right. saying anything negative about toby or his no. group it's just that's not what jack is necessarily looking for at this moment exactly yeah and i think that it's just like a bit of a miss because i think that that's what jen intended jen intended on getting jack to meet up with like-minded people but this particular group has like i said a certain mission statement yeah 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 i totally get that i think you're right there's a lot of injustices and i don't think that toby is wrong for wanting to right wrongs but once again that's not what jack is looking for yeah. and on top of that so then toby sees jack talking and he's just like oh why are you interested in joining our group and he makes jack stand which again feels like you're just putting the pressure on him and yeah. so then Jack talks about like, oh, I was coaching soccer over in Cape Side and Toby interrupts and he's just like, oh, they fired you out. They fired you when they figured out you were queer. Right. Although they were really careful not to fire you because you were queer. And Jack says, well, I wouldn't put it that way. And Toby says, well, that's what happened, isn't it? So what did you do? And again, this is not I don't think Toby is very sensitive to like the fact that Jack no. is not necessarily comfortable because he's putting yeah. him on the spot. He's not even letting him like, okay, we cover the flight attendant on Posher Recaps and we talk constantly about in AA, you cannot do crosstalk. And this felt like yes. that, right? Where it's like, let Jack speak. Right. You can't ask for a share and then crosstalk and finish his sentences and be like, okay. And then Toby, of course, is like, you know, this is a wrong that needs to be righted. So what did you in particular do to right this wrong? And Jack's like, I, I didn't do anything. I left. I mean, like, I was worried about the kids. Yeah. And this, which Toby didn't like either. No. And I didn't like that because Toby's like, well, you didn't protest. You didn't put up a fight. That's not a giant step forward for gay rights. And it's like. I feel like the number one rule, again, neither one of us are LGBTQIA. However, I feel like the number one rule is like protect your peace, right? Like if you don't feel, what if Jack stands up and then gets his fucking face beaten in by these people? Like if he is uncomfortable, if he feels threatened, if he feels in, in danger, he should not be felt uh, be meant to felt bad that he didn't do anything in my opinion he did the right thing by leaving and protecting his own peace at that point yeah i think that for jack it was the right call yeah um and then toby 
introduces Sarah and Anna how the other day that they went to they were at a bowling alley and they kissed and got kicked out. So because of that, they are having a meetup at the bowling alley soon to protest uh, another injustice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, I, I don't really like what Jack says here where he's like, oh, God forbid people are denied the right to bowl. And it's just like, Jack, it's bigger than that. Like, I don't care if Jack doesn't care about doing this. Like, if again, he's not comfortable. He's not there yet. Um, but I don't feel like it's cool to be like shitting on what they're doing. You know, like I feel like both of them can be wrong. Well, this is why like the, Jack probably shouldn't. I like uh, let's get a little picky and choosy about which meetups that you join. Maybe there was less meetups back yeah. in 2000. So Jen, Jen did the best she could. She like probably looked at what is it called? Like they called it the pink pages. Yeah. Yeah. Inflammate, like not a nice thing to say or that was like legit what it's called. But um, she probably like looked it up or went to the Ash Jeeves and found this meetup and was like, this is good. But, you know, let's get a little choosier here that everyone's on the same page in the future. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. Um, And uh, so Jen keeps reminding him. She's like, keep an open mind. Um, and Jen asks like, oh, what time are you going? You know, like she, she keeps pushing Jack, which I feel like this is a bit too far, right? Like if Jack does not seem interested at all, don't let him take his time. Let him be comfortable. Um, then we have back to the B&B. Joey's trying to study and freaking Pacey, like, okay, Pacey is great with kids. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Alexander is supposed to be in bed. Instead, he's sitting on the ground with Alexander banging <laughs> on pots and pans while Joey's trying to study. Okay, but if baby Alexander is not tired yet, then I feel as though trying to tire him out is not the worst move. I guess I just don't es- know enough about children. Especially to be able to if weigh he's in. especially if he's like the type that wastes up throughout the night. In my opinion, it's better to like run out the energy and then fully exhaust him and then put him to bed with the hopes that he sleeps throughout the night. Um, rather than putting him to bed and then there being I don't know, like an hour of him crying it out. I feel like that would be equally exhausting and uh, distracting rather. Uh, I, I suppose that's fair. That is a fair thing to say that like if he's just crying it out this whole time, it's probably going to be also very distracting. But like banging on the pots and pans, I would have had enough of that too, Joey. Right. Like, it's you know, fun. No. It's fun. If jo- yeah. Joey can doesn't have to be in the living room that connects to the kitchen. Joey can go into her bedroom and close the door. I, You know what it is? Put on music, close the door and study. I, You know what it is with Joey though is like she's like me like like she needs to be in control and so she she views Joey's it as being like a real piece of work she in this, is this I'm, scene. I'm not denying that she's like me where she's just like you're not doing it right let me just do it like she wants to just take over because she doesn't think pacey can do this correctly and i think that is undermining pacey's decision making and his own um child um watching skills yeah that's not what i was going for i know but- what you mean yeah, so she kicks him out um, and he's like, I want to help. Like, let me help. Like, you know, I can do it your way. We can put him to bed. Let me be here. You need me. Who's going to watch baby Alexander? And uh, he gets kicked out. And then as soon as she closes the door, Joey gets um, a family of four to come and want to stay at the B&B. Yeah. Um... <laughs> 
And now I hope that she feels like real crap because yeah. guess what? Pacey could have been taking care of this or maybe Alexander um, while Joey continues to study. So she I'm with this you. is a lesson of you don't have to do it all on your own. Yeah, and I episode. like that this is I do think that, that this is a good lesson to be learned, especially for someone like Joey who feels like she's always had to do things alone and that's just always the way she's operated. And like having a partner, while it can be difficult and challenging at times, like this is a good like they're there to help you. And so like she just needs to allow people to help her. Even if they do things not in the way she'd do them. This is why, like, sometimes I think Joey's a Capricorn. Because this is big Capricorn energy of, like, you're not doing it right. Let me just do it. Or, like, kind of Virgo-y. Very Earth sign of her. Um, And so, yeah. Then we're at Gretchen and Pacey's apartment. And Gretchen's like, oh, I thought you were at Joey's. And he's like, oh, I got kicked out. But, you know, besides that, why the hell were you kissing Dawson? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think this is like such a fun sibling moment where they're like, actually, like I'm calling you out, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was very funny. And I love uh, I love Gretchen being like, oh, um, you saw that, did you? And he's just like, uh, yeah. And so did somebody else. And, you know, I want to erase that image from my mind. But unfortunately, it's burned there. Uh, he's like, tell me why you had, <laughs> I love this line. Tell me why you had to kiss Dawson and not somebody else, your own advanced age. Sir, she's like three years older than you. Calm down. It's it's fun. It's fun because yeah. when you're this age that your older sibling seems like a bazillion years older they than do. you. Yeah. And also it's kind of fun to like neg people about their age. I mean, yeah, if someone's older than you, it's a very easy uh, joke to make. Um, and Gretchen doesn't want to talk about it. She's like, listen, it was an accident. It was mistletoe. It meant nothing. He knows that. I know that. It was just a kiss. And Pacey says, there's no such thing as just a kiss, especially not in Cape Side. And I'm like, I love the meta-ness of this comment. Like, this is very it's true. It's so meta. <laughs> you might as well just say there's nothing that's just kiss in Dawson's Creek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember when I didn't even know the name of the town and I just called the town Dawson's Creek? Yeah, you're like, oh, it's the creek the creek the creek yeah Yeah. um yeah this was very funny uh and so um yeah and so then this is what i don't understand okay so this was made this we're in 2000 2001 territory she says didn't you ever play spin the bottle and he says that quaint 80s tradition of yours had gone the way of the dodo by the time i hit puberty this is not true that's not true because i was a middle schooler in 2000 and uh spin the bottle was something that definitely was relevant that's what i'm saying this makes no sense um i think that he's just bullshitting once again and what like what like gretchen was a teenager in the 80s (laughs) it's like that doesn't even make sense gretchen was a teenager like five years like there's not that big of an age difference is the point i know i don't know what he's talking i think that once again he's just like you know that's something that you say to like i don't know your mom yeah this is so stupid um but yes they're they're uh she's trying to ask about spin the bottle and she's like why do you care who kisses dawson and Pacey's like, I don't care, but I know someone that does. And so Gretchen's like, well, why aren't you talking to jo- like Joey about it? And he says, I tried that. Um, she said she hasn't had time to run her mind over it yet. And Gretchen says, oh, yeah, big lie. And, and Pacey's like, huge. So he has sure. two options. 
Uh-huh. He can either pretend to believe what she's saying or force the issue and look like a big jerk. Force the issue. Force the issue. <laughs> Sarah screams from her couch as she's watching the show. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know. Those are two options. I just say leave it alone. Yeah. Until Joey's not fucking stressing her brains out. Yeah, I I agree with you. I feel like, okay, give it a few days. At least wait until her test is over. Because to me, like, that feels like the biggest stressor for her. Even if you have baby alexander you could still have the conversation with him there why i mean why does joey care so much about the test does it even matter this is like second or third marking period i think it's joey and she's always going to care about about school i think yeah i I don't think there's any world where she's not her applications are in no one's gonna like you know harvard university is not gonna be like Hello, Cape Side High. Tell me how Josephine Potter did on her English <laughs> quiz this week. This is a deciding factor if she gets into the program or not. Uh, like- I don't disagree with you, but coming from someone who was still stressed about tests, regardless of like the time that I got into college, I would still say she's she's going to be concerned no matter what. I swear, when I was a senior, the only thing that I gave a shit about was that I did not want to take finals, so that's why I cared. And yeah. I that was my only intention. And I don't even think I was stressed. I guarantee, I probably didn't even study even when I got my, oh my A's. Gosh. I have no clue how I pulled that off, but I definitely wasn't studying for hours on end. <laughs> I, I don't know what to did tell my you. Homework. We're just very different people, I think. <laughs> and it's like studying is bullshit. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't study for shit. I don't know. All right. I'd rather hack the system. Hack the system? What are yeah. you? <laughs> I don't know. Um. So then we're at high school. Joey is like studying frantically. Dawson comes in. She's like going over her cliff notes and he's just like, What's going on? Like, he could tell something is up, but she lies. Yeah. She says everything's fine. Um, and so she gets the test, and apparently for a change of pace, it includes short answers as well as essays. Hooray. I know. I used to hate short answer because I I just remember, like, I don't know. How do tests work nowadays? Like, if they have to do an essay in class, do you get to type? Because I feel like my hand would be dead trying to do this. I do not know. We'll have to ask I, teachers out there. Please let us know. Uh, we have, I'm sure we have some teacher listeners. That I don't, would be able I don't to tell even us. know a teacher. I don't even know a teacher. You don't even know a teacher? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know any teachers. I might know one teacher. Okay. Um. So uh, we're in the hallway and Jack is saying to Jen, like, I'm not going. I'm not going to this bowling thing. I'm not into it. This whole group is a bad blows, idea. So I can understand. Say that again. Bowling. Oh, you lows. Oh, I love bowling. High risk in bowling. Of breaking a nail. Yeah. Yeah. That's I knew that was your concern. Yep. Again, very different people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking as someone whose nails just constantly look like shit. uh, Anyway. Um, Yeah. And so uh, Jen's like, listen, we don't have to bowl. Um, we don't even have to, she says, we don't even have to rent those shoes. <laughs> okay. That's the other thing about bowling. I don't want to sit in people's stinky shoes. I mean, to be fair, you're wearing socks. 
No, I don't want. I don't want the. Sh- Some people, I guarantee you, a lot of people don't. I don't want Ew, to wear the people shoes. People put their bare ass feet. I guarantee. Get out of that here. Somebody does. That's fucking disturbing. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's super gross. But you're wearing socks, so who cares? I'd rather if it- go to Amazon.com. Stop it. Okay, Amazon's bad. Shop small. But I'd rather go <laughs> to. Obviously, we're very much not sponsored by Amazon. <laughs> uh, I'd rather. Okay, how much are bowling shoes? I bet they're $19.99. I used to own bowling shoes, yeah. but that's because I was in I, a league. So okay. it made I'd sense rather rent bowling shoes and never have to wear the shoe. Mm. Okay. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, if you went bowling often, I would say buy bowling shoes. But if you're going one time, no, I'm not buying bowling shoes to go one time. No, I would. I would. I would. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so anyway, so Jack says, uh, yeah, so like she's like, we don't have to bowl. Um, and Jack's like, that, that guy, Toby? No, thanks. And Jen says, he's sweet. And I'm like, that is not the word I would use to describe Toby. <laughs> yeah. What is Jen playing at here? Toby's not necessarily sweet, in my opinion. He's definitely not. No. Um, and, uh, and so then he's like, you would, uh, she's like, he's like, the guy loves you. He started drooling on sight and she says, he doesn't love me. He worships my more diva like qualities. She's like, I happen to think he likes you. And I'm like, Jen, I don't think he does. <laughs> we, I don't, I don't think so either. I don't think that just because they're two, um, men that have a certain preference means that they automatically no, like I each think other. No, I think Jen is just like very eager to get Jack in a relationship. Like, I feel like it could have been anybody. It didn't have to Jen, be Jen, you should focus on yourself. Last person that you kissed was fucking Henry. Oh, God. Let's not talk about that again. Um, and, uh, and Jack says, I mean, it's like, hi, I'm gay. And that's all I am. How weird is that? Uh, it's just like, uh, yeah, so Jack does say just a bunch of people who show the same sexual orientation doesn't mean they have anything else in common. Um, and she's like, oh, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, and she's like, oh, I'm going with you to this bowling thing, which at least if Jen is going to like force him to do all this stuff, at least she's willing to go with him. Exactly. Yes. Um, so yeah. So then we're back at Mr. Brooks's house. And uh, Dawson asks, is it true there are six, st- only six stories? Because he's he's filming Mr. Brooks. I've heard this before. You have? Yeah. I feel like this is kind of trash, though. Especially modern days, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, I don't think so. I think that it all boils down to being six stories. I mean, but it's all about love for him. He says only three. Guy loves girl. Guy gets girl. Guy loses girl. Okay, so how about you think about this? It maybe not necessarily girl, but the object of someone's af- affection, whether that be like I want to beat the world from aliens, right? Like man wants to be girl from aliens. Man beats girl people from aliens. I just feel like what about a story where it's about family, where it's about that type of thing, where it's not about. Okay, I think it's more so about getting what you want, losing what you have and um, 
um, and wanting something. I can see. I could see that more. Yeah, I, I could see that a little bit easier than I could see what he okay, was saying. So here we go. The six definitions of basic plots. OK, here you go. Um, Let's see. From Adam and Eve to Cinder. Oh, wait, no, that's sorry. That's uh, one sec. Oh, no. Are you trying to find the six things? I found it. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) I found it. Okay. Rags to riches, where there's a rise in emotional trajectory of the main character. Okay. Rags to riches fall. uh, Man in a hole. Fall, then rise. Icarus, rise, then fall. Cinderella, rise, fall, and rise. And Epidus. Fall, rise, and fall. Well, this doesn't make sense. Fuck me. <laughs> Ignore that. It doesn't matter. The point is that Dawson has a shaky hand and he keeps zooming in on Mr. Brooks and he's getting very annoyed. Oh my about god, it. the the up close was crazy. It was really funny that Mr. Brooks is just like, get out of my face. <laughs> I just loved that. Um and so yeah, so he's like, go over there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so Dawson says you can't write off all the technological advances we've made. Like, we have Fight Club, Matrix, Kung Fu, um, and Mr. Brooks says, next you want me to know about gladiator pictures. Um, and he thinks, Mr. Brooks thinks that gladiators are a tad over the top. They, they lack complex human emotion. Um, okay, here, I have a good one now. Okay. Okay. The plots, overcoming the monster. So this is like Dracula, this is James Bond, Jaws, okay. Star Wars. Rags to Riches. This is like Cinderella, Aladdin, um The Prince and the Pauper. The Quest. So this is like The Lord of the Rings, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Raiders of the Lost Ark. A Voyage and Return. So this is Alice in Wonderland. Okay. This is Goldilocks. This is The Lion King. Um, a comedy, uh, which is like light, light and humorous. This is like a little vague, but Bridget Jones Diary, The Big Lebowski, Four Weddings and Funeral, Tragedy, which is like um, Romeo and Juliet, The Great Gatsby, Macbeth, and Rebirth, which is... Pride and Prejudice, Beauty and the Beast, um, A Christmas Carol. Okay. I think that makes more sense. I feel like Mr. Brooks trying to limit it to three really didn't make a lot of sense. But I feel like when you add in the other ones, it makes more sense. Because he was trying to say, like, every single thing is about love, which it isn't necessarily, I don't think. So I like that list better for sure. Okay. Yeah, and I'm sorry. Like you know, the websites can be faulty sometimes. You know, <laughs> the Google is not on the same caliber once again as AskJeeves.com. Yeah, yeah, I'm there with you. Um. So yeah, and so then they talk about like confidential. Mr. Brooks loves that sexy blonde. Um. <laughs> He's such a creep. I know. I know. Um, and so then Mr. Brooks says, do you know why so many great pictures are about love triangles? Simple. For every piece of happiness, there's also a piece of unhappiness. If you haven't told both sides, you haven't told the whole story. And then he's like, that's it. We're done. 
(laughs) (laughs) End story. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that that's why it's compelling. Yeah, I, I, I agree, too. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and so Dawson's like, wait, we can't just quit. And he's just like, I, we can. I'm the star. No star, no picture. Um, Ooh, and no so star, no this is when Dawson gets curious about the girl who made him make a give up filmmaking that we've heard about before. And he's like, oh, that's what you want. The salacious details. Um, so he says, come back after supper. I just love him. Mr. Brooks says supper. Come back after supper. Let's dredge up some painful memories. Um, and yeah, well, we'll get back to him shortly because for now we have to be back at the B&B. Joey's putting away groceries. She's like talking to Alexander and she's just like, I couldn't have been that bad, right? Like maybe a B minus. And then she's like, it's a C. I know it. Alexander, it's, I know it. Yeah, it's a C. Yeah. C is actually pretty good. Um, It's good mm. if you... I think it's good. I mean... If she got an F, then I think that she should really be complaining. A C is not that bad. Not for Joey. That's the Back thing. Back in my day, a C was a win. Um, Not for Joey. <laughs> I mean, would you cry over a C? Yes. Really? Yeah, I would not have been happy if I got a C. Absolutely not. It's not, it's not failing. It's not the point. <laughs> just because it's not it. failing doesn't mean it's okay. It's just it's you're still not doing well. I don't get it. Like, what's the point? To get a good grade. But C is a good grade because it's not enough. I don't get it. I don't. I don't. It's just not a good grade. Like, I feel like a B is like the lowest I would be able to get and still feel okay about it. A C is like too much for me. I think a C is a win. I think that as long as you're not getting an F, then it's a win. I to tell you. It's so annoying you today. <laughs> so, like, I'm just trying to tell you how Joey feels because I know. Okay, how she no, feels. I totally, I understand. I yeah. understand. So, A's are great. A's are great. A's are great. Um, but one C is not. It's going not going to end the world. Like, the I'm edge. not trying to make Joey feel yeah. worse, right? Like, it's totally not going to end the world. It's just not what she wants. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Pacey comes in with groceries. Uh, Which was so nice. It was very nice. Yeah. But then she's like, I already did the grocery shopping. Yeah. And um, and she's uh, she's just like, he says, oh, especially if you have more unexpected guests. And she's like, I'll take care of it just like I did last night. And I'm like, girl, the reason you want to take care of it is all your fault. Like, why are you being mean to him? He didn't do anything. Uh, because she's just, she's really, really, really aggravated. She's stressed and, and pressed about all of this. Very stressed and pressed. Yeah. It's too much for her. Um, and so, yeah. And so she, she's like, what's the matter? Like, I was going to cook us some supper. Everybody's saying supper this episode. Uh, he's like, I was going to cook supper, take care of baby Alexander so you could study. And Joey comes back. And this is so kind of PC. And Joey comes back with, I don't need to study tonight. I needed to study last night when, and again, this line, when I kicked you out. Yeah, you kicked him out. He didn't just mm-hmm. leave. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously she, he's like, he knows she didn't do well. And he says, oh, so you're really this upset by some stupid test. And she says, I can't let things roll off my shoulder. I don't really have the energy to be in a good mood. Okay, I'm tired. Tired of worried about Alexander. Tired of waiting on people. I'm tired of doing everything by myself. Um, And PC says, like, you don't have to do it by yourself. Like, I'm here. I could help you, but I can't. And I, I feel like this is a bad time to bring this up. But he says, I can't help you if you don't tell me the truth. 
I just wish he would have said, I can't help you unless you let me help you. Like, I feel like this isn't the time to bring up the Dawson of it all. Yeah, I think that this was so aggravating that in this it's because she's not even like on in that realm yeah. and for him to bring it up here it's just like what the, what the what are you talking about yeah. but sure yeah and uh and she's like this is the truth and she says what's really but he says what's really bothering you is what happened between Dawson and Gretchen and she's like I'm not upset about that he says maybe you're not but you're certainly upset about Dawson and you which Again, I don't understand, like, what Dawson and her. Like, I don't really understand what he's getting at. Is he trying to insinuate that, like, she's upset that Dawson was kissing someone else? I guess. I mean, but once again, like, I just kind of thought that he was projecting because I thought that he was upset that Dawson was kissing his sister. It all felt very off. Like, I didn't really understand this. And uh, and he's like, tell me the truth. I know it's not about me and you. I haven't screwed up lately. And she says, you know what? You haven't. You never do. You're the perfect boyfriend. You win the perfect boyfriend contest. Is that what you want to hear? <laughs> yeah, and, that is what he wants oh to hear, actually. God, so annoying. So they're having this big fight. Um, and then uh, uh, Joey puts him to bed. Uh, she comes back out. Pacey did the dishes. And it's like, that's so nice of him. Like, I just think he's being so nice. And she's, like, pushing him away at every turn. He's being super annoying, but he's being nice, too. Yeah, he's pestering her, but he's also doing really helpful things around the house. Um, And he says, I didn't come over here tonight to fight about Dawson. And she says, yes, you did. And he says, yes, I did. You're right. Um, I don't want this to become one of those things that we don't talk about. And then I look up one day and you're gone. And it's so interesting because he says, oh, we don't talk about the future. We talk around the future. Mm -hmm. I feel like I disagree with that. I feel like they talk about the future a lot. Like maybe not in specifics, but they always talk about being with each other. Yeah, but they haven't fully figured out what's happening after graduation, I guess. They talk about... Oh, like I will will be together, but they're not talking specifics. Like if Joey gets into this school, then will we, what's Pacey going to do? Like I feel like they they are vague about like oh we're okay. going to stay together, huh. but they're not coming up with specific plans within the future. I guess I can see that. I I can see how it's not specific enough for him. Um, and, uh, and yeah. And so she says, that's not true. And I don't know why it should bother me, this Dawson and Gretchen thing. And so she finally does admit it does bother her. He said, and I do love, again, I don't really understand any of this, but I do like that PC <laughs> says, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand it, but I will say, I do appreciate that he says, it's okay that it bothers you. I just want you to be able to tell me, just don't shut me out from these things so I really I really like that that he's able to say like okay well I'm glad you admitted it it's fine just you need to tell me yes yeah they he will help and he will support but he needs to he's not a mind reader he needs to know right what's going I guess like the thing is that since Joey's not talking about it Pacey is left to come up with every single right thing in his mind every single option as to what's bothering 
Joey. But then again, Joey says that what's bothering her. So I don't know. It's so she it, it, it's like she I we can't reason with it because I don't even think the show. I think once again, Joey is 100 percent stressed out that she feels that she has to do everything on her own and she has a test and she's worried about the test. Yeah. Um, and I think the show wants us to think that she's worried about Dawson and Gretchen. But I thought that Pacey was actually upset about about Gretchen. But in reality, Pacey <laughs> was like, why are you doing this? Which I think in reality, he should be upset about his brother and I mean, his sister and ex-best friend. Yeah, I up. totally agree with you. I feel like the show was telling us one thing while we were thinking something else. Because it's like we know these characters because we analyze them so much. We know yes. them better than the show does at this point. Well, I that think. and we know what a reasonable person would be, be upset, upset about. about. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I'm I'm with you on all this. And I'm really happy you're saying all this, too, because while I was watching, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> like, do I need to rewatch this? Because I'm very confused. Yeah, um, I just like I just can't I can't like wrap around my head around like what the actual issue is, because it's different from what the show is telling me. Yeah. Is the actual issue. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Um, and so Pacey asks, what do you see for us in the future? And she says, me and you, we grew, um, we grew up together. Dawson and I, we didn't grow up. And I feel like this is like totally opposite of what she always says, but whatever. She says, we're in that house in Dawson's bedroom, eternally having the same argument over and over and over again. I can't stop. Because whenever I'm around him, I become 15 again. This I understand. Like this point she makes of like, mm-hmm. you know someone so well and you've known them since you were so young that when you do uh, hang out with them, you become the person you used to be with them. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That that definitely makes sense in that way. Yeah. Um, And so he says, if that's the problem, then maybe you should talk to Dawson. And yeah, I, <laughs> sure. again, um, Pacey has had some not great moments where he's been insecure, where he's been jealous, where we've gotten on his case for being all of those things. We have said he needs to grow up. He needs to be more mature about all this great right. show of maturity here to say to her, maybe this is something you should have a conversation with Dawson about. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think that, I think that, um, the reasons why I think that Pacey was uh, really good this episode and the reasons why he wasn't wasn't really his fault because once again I think that uh, he's being forced lines <laughs> be like because like the things that I'm like annoyed about I'm just like what are you talking about yeah um, yeah I'm but no you. like he was he wanted to help Joey out he came with groceries he did the dishes like he spoke to this random teacher yeah um so. Pacey is being great this episode. The only thing that I think that I don't fully understand is like, I just don't like him saying like, Joey, actually, this is what you're upset about. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's like and that's it's never fun to be told something like that for sure. Um, and so, uh, let's, let's go to a quick ad break before we're going to go bowling. We got to go, uh, go online. We got to go find some bowling shoes. So I got to find the bowling shoes. I need to find a method to not break my nails. I guess I just don't just have to do the potty shot where you like pick up the ball. You don't put your fingers in the holes. That's what I have to do. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go to a quick ad break. 
saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Okay, we are back. Uh, I broke three nails from the bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, so they're at the bowling alley and Toby and Jen are getting ready to bowl and Toby calls a uh, Jack Mr. Quarterback. Yeah. Apparently these two are like two best friends now happened out of so nowhere. Weird. They spend three seconds together and they are obsessed with each other. Yeah. Also and... big. I love Jen here. I know what a quarterback is and I know what like a run. I know football terms more than I know any other sports, but I do love where she's like, oh, he's not a quarterback. He, um, they throw the ball and he catches it. <laughs> Big us yeah. vibes. And then which one is that? Did we? He's he's the he's wide receiver. Back? He's the wide receiver, oh, I think. Of course. A yeah. running back usually doesn't catch the ball. They, like, already have the ball and run with it. Sure. They get, like, tossed the ball. They don't get, like, thrown Got it. it. If that makes Got it. sense. I do like how Toby keeps calling him Captain America. Because I could see, I could see Jack, um... And I could see Kerr Smith playing Captain America. I agree with that. He gives off big Captain America vibes where he's like kind of on the quieter side, but he's very tough. I could see it. He's very obviously athletic. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so there's, there's Jack. Uh, he's like, I got blackmailed into this. And, uh, and so, yeah, so, uh, then they, oh, you remember Toby? And he's like, yeah, nice jacket. Um and <laughs> it's like you have to be wearing this ironically. You this have to so have this rude. from a thrift store. I feel like Toby is doing the exact opposite of like what he preaches. We're like, yeah. why is it that Jack can't be involved in sports? Like, I don't I feel like you are fighting for LGBTQIA people to be allowed to do everything that everybody else does, and now you're shitting on him because he's in a sport. This doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it pissed me off. And I was like, okay, shut the fuck up, Toby. Like, no one gives I a mean, shit what you said. Just like, uh, not, not Grant, uh, Ethan. Ethan, yes. Fuck Ethan. Fuck Toby is where I stand right now. And he's sure. like, oh, isn't that an ironic shirt? Um, And he's like, she's like, no, that's like his real jacket. And so then he goes to bowl. And of course, um, Jack is like really good at bowling. <laughs> Of course. I love that he's just like perfect at everything. Yeah, he's so good at stuff. Um, back, to Mac, back to Mr. Brooks's house. Um, we're hearing he talk, starts talking about he was hitchhiking to the West Coast. Uh, you ever heard of Route 66? Like, bitch, everyone has heard of Route 66. <laughs> yes, yeah. everybody has heard of Route 66. Ridiculous. Um. And so, uh, and he's like, oh, I bet you haven't read The Grapes of Wrath. And Dawson's like, I saw the movie. Like, what? And so then he starts getting mixed up on, like, who did what. And um, and so Dawson notices. And Dawson's just like, if you're not feeling well, like, we could do this a different time. Do you want some water? But Mr. Brooks doesn't want water. He wants bourbon. <laughs> yeah. Give me my bourbon. Yeah. Um, and so Dawson gets it. This is something I truly despise 
is in shows where a person leaves the room for literally three seconds and the other person falls asleep. (laughs) How? Fall asleep. There's no human being that could fall asleep that quickly. Hmm. Going from having a full conversation (laughs) completely awake to dead asleep on the chair. Well, maybe Mr. Brooks is pretending to be asleep so he doesn't have to talk to Dawson anymore. I mean, oh, I love that. Okay. Yep. I'm a big fan of that. I like that theory. I feel like it makes more sense than him fucking falling asleep in five seconds. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, okay, like, I know I can't get this kid out of my house, so I'm just going to pretend like I'm asleep. Yeah, love this. Um, And so then we're back at the bowling alley and Jen's like, oh, are you embarrassed to be here? And he's like, yeah, I'm embarrassed. Not because it's a gay thing, but because it's bowling. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was really funny. Yeah. And Jen, oh, my God, Jen with the line of the night. I'm with you. I admit. The bowling thing is kind of whack. <laughs> it is whack. <laughs> it is. It's super whack. So whack. Why do people like bowling so much? I love bowling. Why? Um, what is it? What is it? It's just fun. It like doesn't take a ton of skill. Like it does take a lot of skill to be like really good, but to be like adequate at bowling, it doesn't take that much. You can eat, you can drink. It's indoors, so you're not gonna get like sweaty like other sports. And it's not like mm-hmm. a real, real sport where okay. I have to like work out to do it. Okay. I think that uh going to the batting cages is more fun than bowling, but also much scarier. Yes. I don't know if it's f- more fun, but it's definitely scarier. I think it's, more, I think it's more fun. It's very scary, though. Yeah. Because the balls come at you really fast. Yeah. You could literally have one hit you in the face and it would really hurt. Yeah. But it's fun. <laughs> but it's scary. It's kind of as risky as, like, jumping out of an airplane. Scary. Um... You're you're saying it is the same as going out of an airplane? Yeah. Um. No. <laughs> it's so scary. Um, Very scary. And so, uh, so yeah. So then, this is when Jack is really good at bowling. And so, uh, Jen goes to get them drinks. And so Jack's like, "Why are you calling me Captain America?" And he says, "Superhero, Marvel comic. Don't worry, it's a compliment. He's not gay or anything." And I'm just like so annoyed at Toby. Like he's not even attempting to make Jack feel comfortable. He's like digging at him with every comment. Yeah. I really hate him. I really don't like this dude. No, me neither. And Jack's not even hot like Ethan was. <laughs> No. And Jack says, oh, that's what all your comments are about. I'm not gay enough for you. I don't fit into some pre-existing stereotype in your head. And like, this is exactly it. Jack is spot on. And Toby's like, oh, is this getting a little too gay for you? And he's like, yeah, it is. I don't understand the group, the point of your group, the ways you act, your holier than thou attitude, which like the thing is, is okay. Jack has every right to be annoyed with Toby. I feel like don't shit on the group. Like, I would shit on Toby's attitude specifically over, like, what the group is trying yeah, to do. Yeah, the group is doing good things. However, the attitude of the group is not great. Yeah, especially with Toby at the fucking helm. Um, yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, and Toby's like, uh, you wouldn't understand. Because he... I feel like he sees Jack. He immediately pegs him and he's just like, you're at the fun and popular table with the football players and the cheerleaders. But you know what? 
um, in the real world, the one that the rest of us live in, people who fit in like you beat up people who don't like me. But you don't get that, do you? You probably have never had a rough day in your entire life. This is such bullshit. You don't think that a guy who got who was outed as a gay football player was made fun of and picked on by his fellow football players. He got literally okay that, but he also got literally like life threatening mail sent to him. On top of that, the thing that Toby, the thing is, is Toby can speculate all he wants, but he, it should be he should be welcoming Jack in to the fold of like, oh, I'm sure you've been through some hard stuff. And on top of that, he knows. That Jack just got fired from being a soccer coach for being gay. So he has yeah. gone through rough stuff. It doesn't make any sense what Toby is saying. Yeah, I know. It's just bullshit. Um, and also, he's like, didn't he say something about, like, you never had to have, a, like, a sibling stand up for you? Um, Was that later on? I think on? it's later. It's not here. Okay. Um, but it's it's yeah. just ridiculous. Like, Jack's been through so much. He knows nothing about Jack. Yeah. And so Jack says, you don't know me well enough to assume anything about me or how rough my life has been. Especially, again, like, at the very least, Toby – I just think it's so annoying that Toby presumes he knows Jack. And so Jack leaves. Um, and then we have an interesting scene um, where Dawson comes home and Joey is in his bedroom. Uh, so she's waiting for him, always there. Um, yeah. She says she brought her these Counting Crows CDs. And I just love that she's just like, well, I figured we could just pass these back and forth when we had something we needed to discuss. <laughs> yeah, like, let's cut to the chase. Like, mm-hmm. this is, like, this is our, you know, symbolic, yeah. you this know, is my excuse uh, for being talking here. stick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought this was really, really interesting. So she, they kind of just, like, talk it out. Um and she they they talk about he says that you know it was just a holiday tradition a sophisticated 21 year old doesn't fall for a guy like me and he says like even if i was interested in her why should i ruin a good friendship and that's because he's done that before he's been friends with somebody and he's had like dated them and it kind of did ruin a friendship. So I feel like he's getting a little bit um, vibes like I've tried to move a friendship to more and it didn't work out that great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is this is interesting. Uh, and so Dawson is like so right she, she tells him about the test about all the cramming and all the you know all the, the people coming into the B&B late and he's just like I don't understand wasn't Pacey there and she's like oh uh, I wouldn't let him help and again mm-hmm. I like how we're getting to a point where it feels like Dawson and Joey can actually be friends because he says you should have let Pacey help you especially with Alexander yeah. he's great with kids like yeah. the fact that we're at a point where Dawson can compliment Pacey, I feel like is a really big step. Um, and so then he gives her a Christmas present and I loved this. I loved it. I thought I, it was I so thought great. So much kudos to Dawson. This is a, a superb gift. It's really, really thoughtful. It's really, really mature. I yeah. thought it was incredible. He gives him this gorgeous black and white photograph of uh joey and pacey embracing or something i don't know yeah um um, and it was so thoughtful and i was like 
Dawson, you get an A this episode. A plus yes. for you. I think, like, I don't know if I'm being um, hyperbolic, but this was one of my favorite Dawson moments, like, ever. In terms of um, maturity. Like, obviously, yeah. I love him being petty and all of that. Like, this is, I mean, just, like, in terms of him being a mature character, this... And it's so much growth, too. Yeah, it is. It is. And it was just... Yeah, it was wonderful. It was a beautiful picture on top of that. And yeah. so she looks at it and um and you know what? Like the gift itself is really really nice. Like anybody would want like this beautifully photographed picture of you and your significant other to hang up. But the thought behind it, the symbol of what it the, means, the, the what it means um, sp- given to Joey must have meant the world. It was an incredible gift because yeah. th- it also meant like I'm okay and we can get to a good yes. place now. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And so she's like, you know, kind of like getting tears in her eyes. She says, oh, the party was fun like you and Gretchen. Um, And he's just like, oh, it wasn't a moment. It was just a holiday tradition. And so she asks, oh, what's the deal? And he says, we're friends. What else will we be? And uh, and he says, 21 year old college girls don't fall for dorky high school seniors. He says, even if I were interested, you know, why ruin a friendship? And so she says, listen, they don't have to work out that way. Look at us. After all that's happened, we are friends. And if we weren't, you wouldn't have given me this. And I wouldn't be sitting here telling you to do whatever your heart tells you to do. Truth is, Gretchen would be really lucky to have someone like you. And so she gives him a cheek, a kiss on the cheek and then says, thank you. And like, I loved this. I thought. I feel like A pluses all around in terms of like Pacey being mature enough to be like, go speak to Dawson. Joey finally getting over her shit a little bit about like having people help her. And Dawson like kind of moving on as well and feeling not just moving on, but being mature enough and like really valuing his friendship with Joey enough to give her this type of gift like loved Mm -hmm. it from all three of them obviously it's not the messy drama that like people want but I feel like you have to have moments like these to really make the messy drama feel great too yeah absolutely um and it just felt like very um rewarding that like this is where we ended up and we've gone to this next point and these two finally had an actual conversation for once where usually they talk about nothing like all subtext the entire conversation so good for them i'm really really happy uh for them and I'm really happy for this moment yeah loved this um then we're back in high school there's a teacher that gave out um Joey's test that we've never met Mr. Kazdian and so Pacey goes in and he's just like oh hypothetically hypothetically in the AP English uh class they had a test it was a really big test let's pretend you had a person who's normally Mm -hmm. a phenomenal student and I also love um, Miss. So this is like very old school. Again, we're in 2000, 2001. And so nowadays, if Pacey were to say um, you have this person in your class is normally a phenomenal student. Uh, and he says, we'll we'll refer to them as they for now to remain gender neutral. And that is something we would do nowadays. Whereas like back then, Mr. Kasdan is like, oh, they means plural only. So I just thought that was such an interesting nugget that like. We've evolved like language evolves. That is something we all Mm -hmm. are learning. Anybody who I was an English major in in college and that was like a big no, no to use they when you're talking about singular person. But like 
things have changed. Um, and so I think it's funny to kind of look at it through that lens now. Um, and so, yeah. So anyway, he says, uh, listen, there's a person that may need to retake the test. Uh, and he kind of explains. He's like, listen, the student is under an incredible amount of pressure. She sets ridiculous goals for herself. She can't accept help from anybody. And she, if she gets a single B, the entire universe is going to start to fall. And so, of course, Mr. Kasdan knows exactly who he's talking about. He's like, I can't bend the rules for just one person. Um, and he's like, well, had to give it a try. You know, I... How do you feel about Pacey approaching Joey's teacher and having this discussion? Because I'm like, I'm a little bit of two minds about it. Um, I think that it's a noble thing for him to do. Um, and it's the intentions are good. I do like how the teacher was like, yeah, I can't do that. Because I think that it's realistic, but I also like how he thought about it and thought about the situation and then spoke to Joey directly about her schoolwork. Um, yeah. So I think that was really good. Um, I once was in a situation where due to personal reasons, I was distracted on a test and the teacher recognized that and they came to me and allowed me to retake a test. And I remember that to this day. And I think about it and think of like how much I appreciate that they gave me that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, like part of me is like, Oh, Joey's not going to like this. He's like sticking his nose in her business. Like, but I also think this is part of the sometimes you just need help type of situation. Yeah. And he yeah. and she's too proud to, to go and ask for help. She would never. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I like the situation because he went up. He went out of his way. He spoke to him. I like how yeah. the teacher's like, yeah, I can't do that. And I like, you know, he shouldn't be discussing Joey's grades anyway, but he thought about it. Yeah. And then he spoke to Joey directly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then um, we have Jack just like along the waterfront. And of course, who comes up? But Toby. So Toby has some flyers. He's like, oh, I'm just hanging flyers in Cape Side. Uh, you know, the gays were always recruiting. And he says, by the way, you're officially kicked out of the alliance. And Jack says, "Ugh, I'm crushed. <laughs> Um, and Toby's like, what like, a heartbreak. <laughs> Toby's like, listen, I know there's something about me that intimidates you. And Jack says, it's not my fault. I'm not going to let you push me around any more than I should have let those damn soccer parents. To Toby says, finally, something we agree on. And he's and so Toby says, look, you're right. I don't know you. I can't possibly understand your life. Uh, and if I jump to conclusions ba or based on appearances is because, well, that's the way I've been treated my entire life. When I was nine, I used to walk home from this baseball field. All these older kids would hide in the dugouts, wait for me. They'd call me the F word, sissy, queer, the full spectrum until uh, my older sister came along and scared him away. I mean, that's when you really know you're gay, when your sister has to fight your battles for you. But you don't know what that's like, do you? And Jack says, no, I don't. But that doesn't make me any more straight. And mm -hmm. I love this. Like, no, they haven't had the same experiences, but... That doesn't mean Jack hasn't been through some yeah. of the same kind of think, shit. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's directly the same, but I do think that Andy has been an advocate for Jack and has had to fight some of the battles or at least pushed him in certain places. So I do think that Jack can relate somewhat in this. 
Yeah. I do agree. I just think like um I think that he forgot who Andy is because the show wrote her <laughs> The off. show is just like we don't talk about her anymore. He's like who's Andy? Um, What's an Andy? I think part of it is that like um Jack is not someone who is like ob- it's not someone who is like super out about his sexuality. He can I forget what they called the term where like he can like hide almost um and like he is like appears to be straight if that makes mm-hmm. sense um mm-hmm. he appears to be just like cis and straight and whatever and so he's not going to get bullied as much but that doesn't mean he hasn't also gone through his fair share of struggles right um so back in the library uh joey is studying mr casting comes in and he's just like oh, yeah um you gotta see minus not so great um and so he tells her oh pc came in to talk to me he asked to give you a second chance and i said no however i'm giving a makeup tomorrow and you can have another test you're gonna get penalized half a letter grade which i think is fair too that's very fair um and so then he says you're doing some serious damage with this highlighter and so then he highlights a passage and it says near the end of march 1814 i borrowed an axe and went down to the woods by walden pond and he stops her and he asks what's the most important word and she says woods (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and he says no borrowed an important thing to remember um is that while self-reliance is the most admirable trait Thoreau wasn't really all that alone out there by Walden Pond. He had neighbors, friends, people who he could rely on. We should all be so lucky. This is like a big learning lesson for for Joey. Like, let people help you. Let the people that offer help you. Yeah. I think uh, that's such a good lesson for everybody. A lot of people feel like they have to do stuff on their own, whether Mm. it is actual things or something emotionally it's hard to be vulnerable and ask for help and open your heart to other people and let other people in but you know you build your support system to allow people to um allow people in and help people i've had to learn that i've learned that you know i used to think that I had to go through all my stuff on my own. I didn't felt like if I shared issues with my friends that I was burdening them. I think that's a great lesson that I've learned. Yeah, I agree. I'm not someone I'm, I tend to be a bit more of like a control freak and someone who you just do. likes to do everything on my own and not ask for help. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've, I'm getting better at like realizing like, I don't need to do everything by myself and it's better not to because again the stress that you take on when you take on everything alone is like it's, it really does take a village in all senses of the word um and so uh then we are back to Mr. Brooks's house and Dawson runs into Mr. Brooks's nurse Louise Louise is not happy with Dawson no. she's like you're tiring him out um, yeah, and she's like, you know, he's the reason why he's not. Take- you're the reason why he's not taking his medication. He says that he forgets things, and then um, this concerns Dawson. But uh, Mr. Brooks says, "Louise, go away, um, and you don't know anything, and I can replace you." <laughs> yeah, you. yeah. And this Mr. was Brooks. kind of funny. Like, I don't blame him. Like, you're not. This is doctor patient confidentiality like you're not supposed to be just randomly talking to someone about my illness right but i think that this is like the relationship they have i feel like louise is probably feels like mr brooks is 
daughter. Like they probably had that sort of relationship because Louis is like, yeah, I know. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. So she she doesn't take this much secret, uh, this much uh, seriously. Um, and then Mr. Brooks is like, okay, like yeah, like I'm forgetting stuff. I'm not taking my medication, but I don't care because this is important. Yeah. Yep. Um, Are you concerned about Mr. Brooks's health? Wouldn't surprise me if he dies. Like tomorrow. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if like, okay, this show would do something where they finish the documentary and mm-hmm. like as it's about to air or like as he goes over to Mr. Brooks's house to like show him the final cut, he finds yeah. him dead or something. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Okay. What's more likely, a Graham's Mr. Brooks relationship or Mr. Brooks dying. I feel like a Grimm's Mr. Brooks relationship. Like that has been way more hinted I at. Then, I don't want them to get together and then Grams to lose another person. Oh, you're right. That would just be so sad. Yeah. Well, then maybe like Grams mm. could find like and she could be like a cougar and get like a 50 year old boyfriend. I would love that for her. Like, she needs someone like young and sexy. Saucy. Young. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so he's just like, well, obviously we're going to do this whole, the whole picture together. Um, and so they start filming again. Uh, and he was talking about hitchhiking to the West coast. Um, he ends up in Vegas at a diner and that's where he met her. The girl from your movie, Ellie Andrews, waitress born and raised in Vegas and hated it. She couldn't understand why people would go out in the desert to take chances. They'd be too afraid to take it home. She said she'd rather gamble on life than the roll of the dice. Uh, and so then, yeah, they she came with him to L.A. just like that. Uh, he says, all wow. the way to Sunset and Vine. God, I miss her. A good woman. You'd have liked her. I miss her. Oh, very he's very lonely. He needs he has, love. He does need love. Um, then we're at the Powder B&B. Pacey comes over. Alexander is watching a video in Bessie's room. And he's like, what am I doing here? What's going on? And she says, I wanted to say thank you. I'm able to retake the test. I take it tomorrow. So tonight. And then they start kissing. And I'm just like, wait, I thought you were going to really study. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And then Pacey's like, no, 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 no. We can't do this right now. We have something more important to do. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. They they uh, start studying instead, which I thought was nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was very cute where, like, they have, like, the – Alex. she's playing with Alexander and he's, like, quizzing her on flashcards. I thought this was yeah. adorable. Um, and uh, and then we're outside Larry's Fresh Fish. Again, it's still Christmas time. I forgot to say this at the beginning of the episode that, like, we kind of get two Christmas episodes. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Woo-hoo. Merry Christmas to all. Yeah, so um, Dawson and Gretchen meet up and um, – and basically, they I, – I really like Dawson in this scene because I feel like he's, like, acting, like, so, like, manly. Like, hey, like, I'm here and I'm going to say it and then you're going to listen. And he's like, I like you. <laughs> there, I said it. Yeah. And, like, he really just, like, takes control in this moment. I really liked this. I liked that he was very honest, but he wasn't – 
pushy about it. No. He was very like sincere and genuine and like in a way where a lot of times, especially around this age, people play games and they talk yeah. around how they feel. No, he's very direct. He says, I like you. That kiss meant more to me than happy holidays. Everything. And I like how he says everything I said the other day was a lie. No, wait, I meant it at the time. So it wasn't a lie, but I was trying but to think like, I really thought about it. Yeah, and, and you can I tell he like has, you. like, he's put thought into what he's saying right now. None of this yeah. is spontaneous in a, in a very good way. Like, he's thought through what he's going to say. And he says, I didn't want to screw up our friendship, but I don't want to let fear stop me. Um, he says, I learned that lesson before and, you know, I don't, I don't want to learn it ever. I don't want to learn about, like, you know, um, not taking chances on things. And... He says, you could tell me you're too old or I'm too young. You could tell me I'm not over Joey, but nothing is going to change the fact that I said it. And I'm really glad I said it because you're worth risking everything for. I love this. Like we've seen Dawson make these like big gestures and these monologues and these proclamations of love. And I think that this one is probably my favorite because I think it's just so mature and thoughtful. And I think that... Um, I think that this would actually win me over if I was Gretchen. I think so, if too. I think, that Gretchen, I think Gretchen likes if, Dawson. Uh, yeah, we doubt. should say with the caveat, as long as she actually ha- has interest in him. Well, I really do, because I yeah. think that she is like, she knows it's messy, but like, I think that they have a really good connection. I do, too. I think that they make sense as a pair i think when you add in that gretchen has that witter situation where she's fun she can keep things light but she's also more mature and she knows him like she knows a lot about him they seem to have fun together this is what um this is what dawson needs in his life yeah they they explore different interests together. It's low drama. Yeah, you know, I think that's a really good match. I do too. So I'm very curious to see what's going to happen. And so yeah, so she says, "What am I going to do with you?" And she says, "Sometimes a kiss is a kiss. Sometimes a kiss means." And this is when like the trees light up, and so they say like "Happy holidays," and we kind of get left here. So we don't. Yeah. So it's a we don't open really ended. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that, and I think that it's fair that Gretchen needs to think it over. She needs to think. One, about her brother. Is this going to be too messy? Number two, like, do I really like him? What's my future looking like? You know, this situation that she's in, she left school because of some, like, trauma that was going on. Is she in a, in a place mentally yeah. to commit to somebody else? Um, you know, so I think that they, they, I think it's fair for Dawson to be honest in this moment. And I think it's yeah. fair for Gretchen to be like, you know, do I like him, but am I in the right place to, you know, try yeah. a relationship? And I or- like that she's like probably going to think on it, right? Like we're probably not going to yeah. pick up with them in the same moment. And I like that she's going to think about it because like she doesn't want to hurt his feelings, right? So like. Right. Yeah. And just like, you know, and I think it comes to a thing like they might have good chemistry. They might Mm -hmm. like each other. But timing is a big part of the equation as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe the ages don't really line up right now so well. Maybe the experiences don't line up so well. Like they could like in bare bones of it, they could be a good couple. But yeah. Um, maybe they could be a good couple in like 15 years. You know what I mean? Like maybe they need more, they both need more time to get on the same page. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Um, I like it. I like it. That's our episode. I feel like 
while I like some of the end results of what happened, there is some of this that is very like a little all over the place and left us a little bit confused. But I feel like this is like a scene setting episode. You know, we're going to it's moving us places. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get in. Let's get into some feedback we did get on the episode. So to continue with Andrea, because she did send us feedback on this. Um, she says, Jen's hair is adorable in this episode. The waves plus wide headband and bangs is chef's kiss. I don't know, Andrea. I think it's, it's a wig. Cute, but it could be a wig. I think so. Um, and uh, she says, clearly the only time Alexander gets to dress in seasonally appropriate clothing <laughs> is when Joey's in charge. And he gets to be inside <laughs> in the winter. <laughs> I don't know. Bessie and Bodie really like it. She, they really think that he's an outdoor baby. I love it so. Much. It's like you I love know, that like this is like our legacy. Alexander <laughs> just being outside in the winter. He's, he's an outside cat, but oh just an outside baby. Um, she says I really appreciate Pacey telling Joey it was okay and she's all in her feelings about Dretchen it's super emotionally mature of him I'm so proud uh speaking of emotional maturity I've never been more proud of Dawson than I was in this episode the events of last season have really helped create a character arc that is becoming so satisfying to watch Um, yeah yeah I think this is a really good season for Dawson so far as we've been talking and I really liked it. I liked that he was cool, calm, and collective. I liked that he was direct. I liked that he gave that gift. Yeah. All good things for Dawson. Um, she says, thank God they finally gave PC a teacher that shows him respect and kindness. I hope yeah. that it took so long to get here. Uh, but Mr. Kasdan seems like a great teacher. Can he be principal too? <laughs> guidance counselor, principal, we need, Yeah, teacher. we need another guidance counselor. Might as well bring him into the rotating door. Um, she says I love Mr. Brooks I know he could be a grumpy old asshole but I love him Uh, and then about Jack and Jen she says I thought this was an all around good episode the Jack and Jen stuff could have been better but I'm glad they're starting to branch out more socially I think Toby would be a fun friend for Jack and Jen nothing really significant happened but it was nice to see some old issues being resolved Um, yeah I mean I hate Toby unless he decides to like change his tune we'll see God, I, I mean I, I can't if they become the love and I will just faint. He'll have to be really good for that to happen. We'll see. Um, And then we have a voicemail from Temi. Temi. Well, what do you know, Henry David Thoreau? My, 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 Mike Tyson. Open the bag of your guilty. I just breaded the opening. Uh. Toby, he's really a boss. I mean, that was definitely the opposite of the mute cute between him and Jack. You can sit down now. <laughs> I think the writers had a lot of restraints. Um, in other hands, Joey's cliff notes would be Jesse Spano's caffeine pills. Mm. You have to tell me something about Jen's hair. I like it a lot. It's like one third of a shawl. I mean, tell me what that uh, hair accoutrement is. I don't know. I need to know. I'm not going to look it up. It's a hank- uh, not a handkerchief. They throw him the ball and he catches it. <laughs> That's definitely... I'll give you guys more credit than Jen there. And then bowling. I forgot about that. Uh, Jess, tell us some bowling escapades. 
Um, this episode is really great. I think everybody's in it is very amazing. Doss, very amazing, of course. You have to modify amazing. Dawson is so cool. And we get a different exchange with Pacey and an English teacher for once. Um, I just don't remember this episode being so good. I just remember Joey messed up a little in class, but it's just much more to it than that. It's a very open episode with a lot of good exchanges of information. And I mean, the transcendentalists, that's a great a topic to have because they believe in utopia. And I think everybody in this episode is really connecting very well. So it kind of goes with that uh, uh, trend of the episode. Thank you. Wow, Tammy was like super high on that episode. Yeah. I think yeah. we were lower on it. Yeah, so um so what do we say? The the hair piece is either a bandana or a headscarf. I, I think it's leans more bandana kept, because it's shaped a like a triangle. Right. Yes. So um what else? Uh, tell us a, a, a story from your old bowling days, Jess. Yeah. So I um, I was on, in a bowling league most of my life. Um, like, <laughs> like very early on, I was like six and I was bowling. Because we had, we had like a bowling alley very close by and it was like the thing to do. And so, yeah, I was in a bowling league. It was like once a week you'd go. And I remember I would always eat French fries, but I would eat them with my like left my non-dominant hand because you don't want to get your bowling hand all greasy. Um, And uh, that was back in the day when I was dumb and I would get take like the ketchup and like squirt it all over the fries instead of doing a pile of ketchup and dunking i don't know what but i used to love when the ketchups would like sit in the cut ke- and the fries would this, sit in the ketchup okay. temmy asked okay. about bowling i'm story, telling you about my experience also there there's that air thingy that is like where the balls come out and i used to always like dangle my hand over it i don't know why i did it like it was just the thing people did and so i would do that um I loved bowling. I even I was on my bowling league team, whatever, in high school. Um, and I even had one of those bowling balls that had like the finger grips in the front. Two, you don't know what I'm talking mm. about. But it was like a style of bowling. I had a red, white and blue ball. Um, and yeah, I really loved bowling. I didn't like it in high school as much because that's when it started to get like clicky. And like I did not like the girls that were on my team. And so I didn't really get along with them. And so that's when I kind of like stopped. But I still I still love bowling. Like I would actually go bowling again very soon now that I feel like a bit safer to do it. Were you any good? Yeah, I was really good. I would say my average. Did you get a hole in one? That's not a thing in bowling. <laughs> I've never gotten a turkey, I don't think. Um, but like the highest score you could get in bowling is a 300. And I think my average was like 210 um, when I stopped playing. So. Wow. Does that help you? Great. I love bowling. Bowling is great. It's a fun activity. Anyway, moving on, let's listen to a voicemail from the one, the only DBK. Hey, ladies, what's going on? Can you explain to me why Jen likes Toby? Because, like, I don't get it. He's, like, basically insulting Jack to her all the time this episode. But Jen thinks he's cool. I don't really get it. If you guys could explain it to me, that would be great. 
that's all for this week. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay. We Why? don't get it either, DBK. So, like, I love that Jen is, like, such, like, an advocate for, like, gay rights. And I love how she, that that's, like, where she feels safe. Like, I can see mm-hmm. her at, like, a drag show. And I can see her, like, hanging out um, in the, I don't know, like, with, like, a bunch of people in the city. And I can see that being the crowd that she hangs in. And I love that for her. And I remember when we first met Jack and they weren't friends yet. And we learned um, about him. We were like, why isn't Jen being like supportive of Jack? Like we can see her being or like super close to Jack. Because we were like, she's from New York. Like she seems like she would be the type of person to be really close. Yeah. Remember? And I love that she is that. I think that. I think that she is a very cool character. I think that she's like dresses well for the time and she's from New York. And I think that Toby, he said that they were talking about how like Toby like worships Jen because she of the diva like quality. So yeah, um, I think that it probably started with Toby being like, you are gorge or whatever he said and i think that they kind of got along swimmingly after that i don't know mm-hmm. and also like i mean jen jen's too cool to be hanging out with the creek creek creep creeks like we've been yeah this she does need more friends time. but i just feel like toby maybe she just no she was around when he was insulting uh jack i don't know i don't know really it doesn't make sense toby sucks i hate him i don't want him to be uh, a regular character and a love yeah. interest for jack but whatever i'm just trying to like figure out what this is yeah um that's all the feedback we have this week if you want to send in feedback please do at shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram shit 90s pod.com for a website you can leave us a voicemail um you could send us an email shit 90s pod at gmail.com there's so many ways to contact us so please do um sarah do you want to know what the name of the next episode is yes okay it's the tau of dawson t-a-o oh i've been to tau okay in new york city yeah, it, so it, the definition of Tao is the unconditional um, and unknowable source and guiding principle of all reality as conceived by Taoists, um, the process of nature by which all things change and which is to be followed for a life of harmony. Oh, so more Zen Dawson. Interesting. Also, yeah. I just want to say, like, obviously... Like the so the next episode so this one's the Tao of Dawson and the episode after is called the Tay of Pacey T E. So maybe we and what does Tay mean? Tay means the virtue or power inherent in a person or thing existing in harmony with the Tao. So it's a ph- it's a philosophy of Taoism. Oh, so do you think that they're maybe in these next two episodes they're going to. Like, maybe there's going to be, like, a little bit of, like, conflict. But maybe by the end of these this two-episode arc, maybe we'll get to a place where they're, like, friends again and everything's yeah. fine. That would be nice. Yeah. Um. So, also, just a heads up for our listeners, we're going to be taking a week off. I have some vacation planned. And with the week before, it's been, like, really difficult to try to schedule any other podcasts. So, we're taking a week off. I hope that's okay with you if it's not. I mean, what are you going to do about it? Um, but 
<laughs> why, why, why do you sound like you're gonna like try to like beat up our? I'm listeners? not gonna beat up anybody. I just hope they understand that they understand. We're a week off. They understand. We have understandable listeners. Um, so we yeah. have a skip week, and so we'll be back the next week with season four, episode eleven. Still send in your feedback. We'll still get it. It'll just sit in our inbox um until we're gonna record. What? Why well, okay, hold on. You, okay, if, if you send an email, I will send you an email back, <gasps> and I will Hopefully. tell you a funny story okay there you or go something why are you I promising this i don't know that seems like a lot but i'll say hi okay sarah will say hi if you email us um i mean i could say hi too it's not like she's the only one who checks the email but i could also say hi anyway point being we're taking a week off next week so we'll be back in two weeks with the next episode of dawson's creek um in the meantime check us out astronauties pod on twitter and instagram i'm at the just sterling Sarah is at Sarah Ferguson. We also are still covering the flight attendant over on Posher Recaps. I just wrapped coverage on the wilds over at Posher Recaps, and you might be seeing more from us in the future over there, um, which we will plug if and when it all goes down. Um, so thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all in two, count them, two weeks. Just uh, again. Bye. Shit 90s shows taught me. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.